0: Again, the doors close at four o'clock Pacific today. You can sign up at kathyhaar.com slash join. I cannot wait to spend 12 weeks with you and watch you become a master at manifesting the most gorgeous experiences and opportunities and abundance into your life. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. So how are you feeling? What's stirring in your soul? I hope that every time you listen to this show, you get a reminder of your potential. You get a reminder that your desire, if it's in you, if that dream is in you, it's for you. And I hope that you continue to see that there is magic in your dreams and that the world needs you to play full on. So I'm here for it. And I'm curious, did you like Monday's episode with Matt? Did you like hearing me coaching folks? We're going to keep playing different coaching sessions because you've been requesting it. And I I do love it. If you want to be part of that, I do have a higher level coaching program. It's a mastermind. You can apply for it. It's application only. You can go to kathyheller.com slash apply. And there's that. So today I'm excited because we have a beautiful guest. Her name is Reese Evans. She's a mindset and abundance coach, and she's the creator of the Yes Supply method. She's dedicated her life's work to teaching the world the power of the subconscious mind, energetics and universal laws. So you can create the life you're truly meant to live. And she's gifted at what she does. And her Yes Supply method is a life coaching system for reaching new levels of human potential, emotional connection, and self-belief by thinking from a higher plane and using the world's leading mindset techniques to reprogram your subconscious mind. She teaches tools like NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, hypnotherapy, emotional freedom techniques, tapping, and energy work. And, And since I just got back from spending a week with Dr. Joe Dispenza, this was really extra fascinating for me. I love learning this kind of stuff. Reese is an incredibly savvy businesswoman. In fact, she has over a thousand people taking her Yes Supply Method coaching certification program, which is a huge milestone. So in this conversation, we're also going to talk about what she teaches her coaches in order to build a successful coaching business. She is wise beyond her years. And I think this is going to help you. Without further ado, please welcome the awesome Reese Evans. Reese, I'm so glad that you made the time. Thank you for being with us. Thanks so much for having me. So for those of us who maybe don't know what you're about or what you've been up to, why don't you just give us a tiny little bit of background first, how you got to be a mindset and abundance coach, what led you there, and then we're going to get into your Yes Supply method and how the heck you teach people to manifest the life of their dreams. So first, tell us a little bit about your journey.
1: So I'm Reese, the founder of Yes Supply, and how I got into this world, it's actually funny because as I think back when I was a kid, I remember my mom had every single chicken soup for the soul book. Remember those books? She had like soup for your neighbor and your dog and your cat like literally everything. And then now looking back, I'm like, Oh, that maybe that kind of led me into loving mindset and positivity and everything so much. But um, growing up, I always felt very different than everyone else. I was uh, brought up in a single parent household. And I remember seeing, you know, my friends all having like the perfect family and wondering like, You know, why didn't my family look like that? But my mom was absolutely amazing. So it's not like I missed having that father figure. It was just that, you know, I always felt different. I was one of the few women of color um, at my school as well. So just always kind of felt like an outsider. And then when I was about 10 years old, my mom got into a really abusive relationship. And so for six years, my home life was, there was violence, there was fighting, there was, you know, emotional, narcissistic abuse, like it, it just you know, it felt nonstop. And at the end of the six years together, she finally decided I've had enough and she she ended up getting breast cancer. And, you know, Joe Dispenza talks so much about the mind-body connection and what we're saying to ourselves manifests in the body. And, you know, her and I have talked about it so much. We really do believe that after six years of being in such a horrible environment and hearing someone say to her every single day, you know, horrible things that and she wasn't expressing herself or being her full self, um, it it manifested. And, you know, we're both so grateful and blessed because she's now 15 or 16 year, I think, cancer free survivor. So it's great. I just had my first little baby boy. So she's like grandma babysitter all the time, which is awesome. But after living through that for so many years, especially my teenage years, which was such a precious time. I had such low self-esteem, low self-confidence. I could barely like hold a conversation. I didn't think I was interesting, didn't think I was worthy of, you know, creating new friendships, anything like that. And my inner world reflected in my life because I just worked a string of jobs that I didn't like, retail jobs and hospitality jobs where I wasn't valued. Um, That showed up in some of my relationships as well, my friendships as well, where I wasn't valued. And I remember at this retail job I was surrounded by so many people who I saw their potential. I could see that they could be really successful and I would always hear people saying things like I really want to be a successful entrepreneur. I really want to be a successful artist, but I could never do that. And every time I heard someone say, but I could never do that, that irked me so much and it got me thinking, what if I could, you know, help these people no longer say no to themselves? And they started to question what would happen in their life. And then, of course, in my life, if I had started saying yes to myself. And so Yes Supply was born out of that. It was born out of a day that I was really sick of my job. And I realized if nobody else is going to give me an opportunity, I'm going to have to create it for myself. And I just started journaling like my dream life and my dream business. And the initial idea for Yes Supply came to fruition. And I had to work through so many limiting beliefs and negative emotions and getting in my own way and being my own biggest bully. But eventually I started as a blog. And then the best thing about, you know, an online business like this is you get paid to learn about the things that you love to do or that your hobby essentially becomes your business. Mm -hmm. And so through learning everything I needed to learn to get the blog up and running and sharing my point of view and everything like that, I started to build this community People started to reach out to me for coaching. I discovered what coaching was. And I was like, oh, that's what I've been doing all along, but not getting paid for it. And so I started coaching. And then as I began coaching, I realized I could tell somebody how to do something a million times. But if they hadn't changed on on a deep subconscious level, they were going to keep hitting their head against a brick wall. And that's where I dove into learning about the subconscious mind and how to actually help people shift on the subconscious level. And I became obsessed with energy work and hypnotherapy and neuro-linguistic programming, which is the programming language of the mind. And eventually launched my own certification wave where I'm teaching. I think we just hit a thousand students today, or we're going to hit that in a couple of days. So about a thousand people, um, these incredible techniques.
0: Oh my God what a story you are so brave you have such a bright soul i mean to be a child witnessing something like that and not having the means to do anything but be in that situation and then to not let that define you or chart your path and and to then come through the other side with so much awareness and help so many other people to also find their true north and expansion is just awesome. So what I love about this conversation is there's two things. One is that we're all here to learn from you what it is that you teach and you guys, we're going to get into it. She has this incredible method of how you can bring the supply of goodness into your life so we're gonna talk about it the other thing is I think that so many people sitting here have the desire to build their own community and to coach and to have a thousand people to be able to say that you know a thousand people just joined my program so let's start with the yes supply method let's start with manifesting let's start with what you can tell us about how to go from where we are to the life we want to create
1: yeah absolutely So the first thing I want to start off by saying is the very fact that you have a goal or a big dream or something that you want, that means you're meant to have it. So I remember growing up thinking, yes, I remember growing up thinking like, oh, if I want more, I'm greedy or it's bad to be unsatisfied or all those different things. No, like we are put on this planet to create and innovate. And imagine if we never innovated, we'd all be living in caves and we definitely wouldn't have the internet. We definitely wouldn't all be able to hang out right now. So it's so important for us humans, for us to innovate. And, you know, somebody just wanted the computer to exist. Somebody just wanted the airplane to exist. And then everyone thought they were crazy, but they created it anyway. And so if you have a dream to become a coach or create an online community or a tech product or whatever it is you want, you want that because in my belief, something divine, something higher than you has put that, want in your heart and it's up to you to channel that into a physical manifestation so you know when i'm working with my clients and then what i'm also teaching our coaches to do is to help their clients and my clients see that what you want that's your gps right like you don't have to say like oh well last year i made 50k so maybe this year i can make 55k and make goals based on what you think you can get or what you should do Make your goals based on what you want, because that, that energy that lights you up inside when you think about it, like that is telling you so much. So once you're really clear on what it is that you want, so it's the business, it's the house, it's the relationship, it's the family, it's the travel. I think we're all wanting travel right now with COVID, but that's another thing. But once you know what that is, anything that's stopping you from having it, that's just the negative programming that's been programmed into you from society or from, you know, the environment that you grew up around. So what I'm trying to say is When you were age zero to seven, you were essentially in a state of hypnosis. And so your, your mind, your brain was programmed and it's a good thing that your brain was programmed because from your parents, you learned how to eat, you learned how to walk, you learned how to read, like all of those things are really important. But what also got in there when you were in that state of hypnosis is maybe some programs that are no longer serving you when it comes to lining up to the goals that you want. So for example, if you were a child and you saw your parents get divorced or fight, you might have downloaded the program that relationships are hard. Or if you saw your parents or again, media as well, or TV or teachers, those are all giving us programs as well. So if you saw a lot of examples of you have to work really hard for money, or if you're a salesperson, people won't like you, or if you have money, you're filthy rich and and you're going to be rejected. All of those things came in to your subconscious mind, and so now, as an adult, even though you're consciously saying, "Hell yeah, I want to make more money. Of course, I want to be a millionaire. Of course, I want my dream relationship." If you've had all of those programs go in, that it's hard, or you can't have it, or you'll lose love if you if you get it, or it's impossible. Our subconscious mind is running over 90% of our daily activities. And so you're, even though you consciously for one minute of the day, when you're doing your journaling, say, I want this, the other 99% of the day, your subconscious is driving you in the opposite direction. So what I do for achieving my own goals and what I teach my coaches to do for their clients and for themselves, of course, as well, because we always want to be our best coaching clients, is I show you how to actually go back in there, go back into that state that you were in from age zero to seven and reprogram in the programs that are actually going to drive you to making the million dollars or to feeling good in your relationships or attracting that relationship or to no longer self-sabotage. If you have a series history, I should say of self-sabotage And when you get your subconscious mind on board and instead of pointing away from the GPS and towards how life always used to be, and you can flip it, so it's pointing towards where it is that you want to be, then creating success becomes effortless because your subconscious mind is running around the clock to get you in that direction. And if you don't believe me, think about this. As you're listening to me, are you listening to me in one ear? And then you're saying, okay, lungs, remember to breathe. Okay, eyes, remember to blink. Okay, um, hands remember to go like this, or when you're walking, are you thinking left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot, what's doing all those things for you? That's your subconscious. And that doesn't just work for your bodily functions. It's also changing your energy when you do a live stream, or when you get psyched out about doing a live stream, when you get psyched out about making a business plan, or you, you know, are not productive with your time instead of being productive with your time, that's all being run by your subconscious. And again, when you program your subconscious in the direction of your dreams, then you know, getting up early to go to the gym or saying the right things rather than the wrong things in the relationship or in the negotiation. Those are gonna happen on the subconscious level and it's gonna feel so much more effortless. Mm, makes so
0: much sense. So let me ask you this. One of the critical things you just said, and I wanna know if you can help us do it, is you said, I help my clients to go back and reprogram, right? And get in there and, and, and switch it around so that they can go ahead and attract it what it is that they want and walk into their future
1: how do you do that so one great technique that we teach is hypnosis so you can use hypnotherapy because again when you're at age 0 to 7 you're in a state of hypnosis so when you're first born you're in the uh delta brainwave state which is essentially like sleeping and then as you get older between age of 0 to 7 you move from delta to theta which is still like a hypnotic state and kind of like um make believe imagination. So you know how, when you, you tell your kid, like, give me that pan back. And they're like, this isn't a pan. This is my magic wand. It's because they're like in that imaginary state and then moving to alpha two, which is a light state of hypnosis. And so as adults, what we can do is use hypnotherapy to get us back into that alpha state. And then we go in and we essentially tell our subconscious mind, okay, you now, get up at six in the morning, or you no longer want to keep smoking or, you know, your, your confidence, your live streams or whatever that switches that you you need to make. So in my program, we show you how to become a hypnotherapist, but if you're watching this and you're like, okay, I want to reset some of these programs that Reese is talking about, um, get clear on what it is that you want. And one thing that you can actually do is right before you go to bed. So when you're sleeping, you actually go into theta or delta brainwave state So right before you go to bed, that's when you're really, really close to those brainwave states. So what you can either do is say your affirmations out loud of, um, and you can say it in the present tense. So I'm a millionaire or people love to sign up for my programs or whatever it is. And as you're going to sleep, really just, you know, affirm that. And that's going to help you get closer to your subconscious mind. Or listening to a recording. So with these affirmations that you want, listen to a recording. And then as you drift off to sleep, allow that to get in. And you'll want to do that a few times, like stick to it for a few weeks. But through repetition, that's going to help you form those new neural pathways that believe that one thing rather than the old way of thinking that you always thought. So that's a really great tool. And then doing that again when you first wake up in the morning, too, because you're still coming in from that drowsy alpha state back into your beta waking state okay another thing as well is you know so often we set goals but as soon as we go to take the action you know most of the time we know what we need to but we just don't do it so as soon as you go to take the action the limiting beliefs come up of well who's ever going to listen to me there's already other coaches out there there's already other podcasters out there so why is someone gonna listen to my podcast all those limiting beliefs come up and rather I used to take all my limiting beliefs as truth So I had limiting beliefs. Reese, you're never going to be a great coach. Who's ever going to listen to you? You're too shy You're too this or too that. And what I did was rather than allowing them to be who I am, I would take a step back and look at the thought as if it was just like an object and remind myself that I'm not my thoughts. I'm the thinker of my thoughts and I can choose to think a different thought. So in those moments where those thoughts are not aligning to where it is that I want to go, I ask myself, is this thought going to get me to where it is that I want to go? My desire that I know is divine and I'm meant to have it. If the answer is no, I literally swat it away like a fly and replace it with a better thought. And again, because you're trying to do this so consciously without the the tools, you'll have to repeat it over and over and over again because that's one way to wire in. So those are really great tools for, you know, if you're not deciding to go forward with the certification. And if you are, I'll just tell you a little bit about um, some of the tools. So even though you and I talk in words or communicate in words, we actually think in picture, sounds, and feelings. So we have these internal experiences. And these internal experiences are coded in our neurology. And what I learned with neurolinguistic programming is we can actually access this internal package of our thoughts, of our experience, and we can shift it. We can change it in a matter of minutes and completely change how we feel about a certain situation. So if I were to get you to think about doing a live stream, so just think about doing a live stream. I'm sure for most of you, a picture is going to pop up in your mind. And so for some people, a picture pops up in your mind and you might look really confident and be smiling and have all these smiling faces and you're like doing your live stream and your money's pouring in and falling from the sky and it's great. So if that's your internal picture, you probably have no issue doing a live stream. But for some people, when I say, think about doing a live stream, what picture comes up for you, all of a sudden, fear or anxiety zooms through your body and you might see a picture or even, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a picture, like a photo. It could just be like a blob, some lights, whatever. It's different for everyone's internal filters, but what comes up for you is fear through your body or anxiety through your body. And then maybe a picture of people saying like, why are you even doing a live stream? Like who, like, you know what I mean? So the opposite. And so what, what you can actually do to reprogram is you can change the characteristics of that picture. So You would look like one of the techniques is you actually look at the picture and you, and you see, is it black and white or color? Is it near or far? Is it big or small? Everything like that. And I'm willing to bet if anyone here is thinking of that picture and it's giving you anxiety. If you just take that picture and make it smaller for a lot of you, you're actually going to feel the anxiety start to leave your body. And there's a lot of techniques that you can do just by moving these internal experiences that help you shift from being fearful of doing a live stream to feeling confident or having a negative belief around money to having a positive belief. So what we do in our program is we first, of course, set the goal of what it is that you want then get clear on what internal programs do you need to have that. And then with the techniques you can program in what would work for you and program out what won't work for you. Another quick thing that I'll add as well is we also have a subconscious timeline. So a lot of people will say like, I'm setting a goal by December 31st, I'm going to lose X amount of weight, or I'm going to have five clients. But when they actually think about where they're going to be on the subconscious level, they still see themselves the exact same way or doing the exact same thing. So we can actually work with your timeline to reset and program in your future your subconscious mind is going to, almost like a heat-seeking missile, move you towards the outcome you want rather than towards the outcome that you don't want. So like, if I were to ask you, think about something that's going to happen next week, you probably see that stored somehow. You see an internal picture or you have an idea like, oh, my future is over here. And if I were to say, think of something that happened a year ago, you might say like, oh, I store my memories over there. And so that just kind of giving you light to how we store different memories and events and feelings and identities on that subconscious level.
0: Mm. Something you said a few minutes ago is the feeling of what you want, right? There's electricity to it. And you said that mm. there in in the feeling of why you want it or what comes up for you. Hold on to that because there's something in there, right? And so I think what I'm continuing to understand is that if you can just really hold the feeling of what it's going to feel like to have this thing, right? And just try to just surrender, surrender all the resistance and just go keep going back into that feeling because in the realm of possibility, that is a possibility. Mm-hmm. And Joe Dispenza showed us this amazing thing where it took baby chicks and then they took a random robot, a robot that literally is designed to just go inside of a little arena, right? An arena of like, you know, six feet by six feet and just go randomly around and around and around the arena. Then they take these baby chicks and they train the baby chick from the time it's hatched to think that this robot is its mother. Mm -hmm. You guys with me? So the baby chicks think that the robot is the mommy chicken. Mm -hmm. And so then they take the robot. And they put it back in this other arena and they put the chicks on the outside of the arena and all the chicks are putting the energy on this robot like it's its mother. And they're all gathered together looking at that robot like, mama, come feed me, right? And what happens? This random machine starts to just move right against the fence of the arena and doesn't move anywhere else, is literally magnetized to the intention of the baby chicks. Wow. So what is that saying? A robot, a machine can literally feel the power of the intention that these baby chicks believe with their heart and soul that you are its mother. And so they're drawing the robot to them. That's literally happened in science. Isn't that insane? So what you're saying, what I just literally came off of, when you hold the frequency of a belief or a desire with that elevated state, you're drawing it to you. You could draw a freaking robot to you. It's just, we're all made of energy. And so what Reese is saying and all this NLP and the reason why you're hearing about hypnosis, guess what, you guys? You're hypnotizing yourself constantly. But in the wrong direction, you're constantly telling yourself and programming yourself, this is what's possible. This is what isn't. You're fighting for your limitations. You have an upper limit. And Reese is like, hello, you have to program it one way or another. (laughs) And I love what you said about like, it's, you're going to try to have like a positive thought. I'll be positive. And it's like, yeah, while you're conditioning yourself, 95% of your brain is conditioning you in the opposite directions. How's that going to work for you? Absolutely. Right. So In the method, in your Yes Supply method, is there anything you can tell us about some of the steps to take? Like, okay, so set an intention, then in sort of like basic broad strokes, then start to work on reprogramming, right? And then what? Then what do you do in terms of the action you take? How do you bring this Yes Supply method into your daily life?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So how we do it is you get clear on what it is that you want first. And again, that's like your GPS. And then from that thing you want, you're mapping out and I'll just kind of give you the high level Cole's notes because there's a lot to it, but you're mapping out, okay, the version of me who easily and effortlessly achieves this goal. So you have the million dollar business, or you have the podcast with the downloads, or you live in this house, or whatever it is, the version of me who has this, what is my identity And you map out your identity. So I remember when I, like I used to be shy and introverted and never thought anyone would ever listen to me or pay attention to me. And I realized if I want to be the leader of a platform, like a guest supply, I need to shift how I'm showing up in the world. And so I asked myself that question. I realized I would be bold. I'd speak before being spoken to. I'd have my own opinion. I used to kind of fall back and hide behind other people's opinions. I have my own opinion. I'd see my vision, even if other people don't see that vision. It's almost like Beyonce's Sasha Fierce. That she'd get up on stage and be like that sexy version of her and then go off stage and be back to regular old Beyonce, which we know is not really regular old. But anyway, so you get clear on that identity and you're using these techniques that we teach or the hypnosis that I just shared with you, the self hypnosis that I just shared with you to program in. And then you're also asking yourself, okay, if I was that version, what parts of the identity would I no longer have? So if you're constantly playing small, if you're constantly putting yourself on the back burner, if you're self deprecating all those different things, it's time to program those things out because they're not serving you and getting to that level. So, and and again, you can do it with the techniques, but you can also just do it by being aware. Like next time you say like, oh, I look so horrible today or whatever. It's like, why am I being so mean to myself? There's this Japanese scientist named Masuro who did a lot of research around how words actually impact water. And you could see that he would tape words like love on water and the crystals would become beautiful or tape a word like hate and the crystals would become very asymmetrical like these ugly blobs. And when you think about it, our bodies are 70% water. So if you're constantly saying mean things to yourself and you're affecting 70, probably more, but you know, at least 70% of yourself. So it's so important to make sure you're being kind to yourself. So step one is the identity. Then step two is all about like your essential skills. So you want to think about, okay, the version of me who, who is achieving this goal, that GPS. What is their skill set? Right. So before I even created this platform, I knew that I wanted to create something like this. So I asked myself, what would my skill set be? Would I have just read a couple books on coaching? Or would I have actually taken a coaching certification? Would I have actually practice what I preach and do things that scare me, like speak on a stage that scares me, or do a live stream or be consistent with my video content? You know, like one thing that I did and still do is I don't hire for where I am right now. I hire for where I'm going, right? So that version of me, what would my skill set be or what things would I have in my life? You know, when I first started, I obviously couldn't hire the team that I have now, but it's taking those steps, trusting that when you take that first step, the path will appear. So ask yourself the version of you, if you're a master, if you want to become a master chef, are you taking a cooking course? Are you making sure that you're cooking every night? You want to be an incredible podcaster? Are you buying a nice microphone? And are you making a list of your dream podcast guests? Like, think about like, what can you do with the information that you have and start with there. Um, next step is your exoneration of your old self. So, again, from age zero to seven, you are programmed and you're programmed a lot of the time with people's expectation of you. So if your parents are like, oh, you're the smart one or, oh, you're shy or whatever, we don't realize it. But often to receive love, we play into the expectations that other people have of us rather than being who we truly are um, and you know if you were growing up and every time a ferrari drove by your parents say like, oh that person's filthy rich or they probably have rich parents or whatever you saw so many examples of like oh i i can't be that because my mom's gonna hate me my dad's gonna hate me on a subconscious level you're never gonna put yourself in a position where the people who you love most who are part of your tribe because we're a tribal being are going to hate you. So in this section, we get clear on, okay, what are the beliefs, the identities, the negative emotions? You know, if you call yourself, I'm an angry person, or, I'm a lazy person or whatever. What are those emotions that we can say, thank you so much for being here for my whole life to keep me safe and protect you. But now I exonerate you and I'm ready to move on to this new version of me who's free from those emotions. And so again, the neurolinguistic programming techniques that I shared with you are great for this. And then also tapping. Tapping is tapping on your energy meridian points while focusing on a negative emotion. And what it does is it rebalances the energy. So right after that, you feel really good. And if you want to learn more about EFT, I have tons of videos on that and other techniques on my YouTube channel as well. So you can just search Yes Apply. But with that, we kind of exonerate the past self and open up space for you to step into that new self. Which is the version of you you've always been, the true you without the programs that society has put on you. And then the the last step is moving in the expectation. So, like you were talking about before, quantum physics, like the chicks and the robot, quantum physics states that consciousness, what we're observing, actually creates reality. And you can look up on YouTube, just type in double slit experiment, and it will show you how. When, um, in this experiment, when scientists were observing this experiment, the outcome was different than when they weren't observing. So it proved, and they've done this experiment over and over and over again, they've proved that consciousness, you looking at something actually creates that outcome. So what's so important is that after you've set your goal and you've done your mindset work and you've done your journaling, you've done your meditation, that as you go into your day, you're not doing your meditation and then you're driving on the street and you're yelling at the guy next to you and in road raging, you do your meditation to start your day or you do your morning, ritual will start your day. And then you stay in that positive expectant energy the entire day because the universe is tracking what is your energy and it's going to feed back to you what you're magnetizing through your energy. So that means expecting, like if you want to start a business, expecting oh my God, my next client is around the corner. My next Stripe or PayPal deposit is, is on its way. People are going to love when I write my book or when I do this video, I'm going to get so many great comments. It's going to help so many people because, you know, faith and fear are the exact same thing. And so many, because faith and fear are essentially believing in something that doesn't yet exist. But when you fear you're believing, oh, nobody's going to like my video. When you have faith You're believing everybody's going to like my video. So it's throughout the day, expecting the best case scenario, giving people, giving your dream clients that are around the corner, the benefit of the doubt, knowing that they're going to show up and living your life in that expectation. And there's techniques around that as well. If you look on my YouTube, I show you guys how to create an anchor. So an anchor, you can create an anchor that will help you stay in a certain emotional frequency by essentially... Tapping into an energy, creating an anchor, and then when you need to, tapping on that to bring you back into that emotion. And we know that the energy that we're holding in our bodies or feelings are sending a message out to the universe around us. And then that's how we're magnetizing it back. And so, you know, when you're in control and you're staying in that energy, that frequency, the majority of the time, the majority of the time, you'll we'll be able to bring back to you what it is that you want.
0: Mm, that's so powerful. And Dr. Joe was talking about what you just said in terms of like, sometimes people like they're, you know, religious about their morning meditation. They never miss a day. And then as soon as they skip, get up, they go out and they're like, why is this not happening? And why is this? And, and they're oh my God. And he said, well, now you're back in the old personality. Like totally. that's, that's the resistance. Like you going back and like, why is this not working? But again, you're going back to the known, the particle, not the wave. The particle is the part that like you can predict it. It's who you've been yesterday, the day before, and you know it. And so you cannot let the universe take control. You want to be in control. So you go back into the known. Why is it not happening? Where's it coming from? And then God looks at you and he's like, great. You have free will. Like keep doing it. You keep saying in control, like do you, so force, force an answer to your capacity of what's possible. And then, and then tell me what's not, and then go back into the negative again, as opposed to like releasing. It's so hard to surrender, but when you surrender and you stay in the feeling, part of it is, and Dr. Joe said this too, he's like, and then people stop needing it actually to happen. Right. Because You're feeling so good. Why do you want that million dollars anyway? Hopefully it's because you want freedom or it's it's what's behind it, right? It's not because you literally want paper that adds up to a million dollars. You want the freedom, the abundance. When you start to feel that way, what do you feel? Free and abundant, kind, connected, happy. And then synchronicity. And it is unexpected because you're not being who you were yesterday. So you're being something new and you're on the edge of your new Personality sort of now you're swimming in a new playing field. And that's why you go, it was just so weird. This person called me out of the blue. It's like, it's not out of the blue. It's that you're now available because you're literally acting like somebody else and then thinking like someone else, feeling like someone else and taking different action than you did yesterday. Cause you're not busy going, why is it not happening? Where's the answer? Let me overthink it. Cause that's, that's not where answers come from. So no. here's the thing I want to ask you though, because What he also said, and this is, I think, where like the real kicker comes from, okay? Mm -hmm. Because I know people who work really diligently on trying to reprogram and trying to let go and mm, still not happening. And so he said about 16 times a day to us, in order for the synchronicity to show up, you have to then be worthy to receive it, okay? So if you don't feel worthy of it and you just said, we do have to allow ourselves to feel right that we can do this. And I think what comes along and jeopardizes things for us is this sense of shame of like, who am I to have it? Or we have an upper limit. What if it feels too good all of a sudden that something bad will happen. So I can't really allow that much joy in. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So how do we do that?
1: Well, so that goes back to your programming because The belief that what goes up must come down. Who did you learn that from? You saw that from your parents or the belief that I can't have too much. Who did you learn that from? You learned that from, I remember one of my past people who was on my team, she went to school for labor studies and she was like, in school, they drilled into us that there's a finite amount of money and I have money then I'm taking it away from someone else. And so if you believe that, of course, you're going to be like, no, 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 I can't have too much. That's not actually how money works. If you actually look up how the whole system of money works, it used to be tied to gold. So there's a certain amount of gold and there was money tied to that. If you look it up now, it's not tied to any gold. It's not tied to any physical. It's literally numbers on a screen and they're printing billions and billions of it every single day. So there's nothing to say that when you have more, somebody else has less because they're printing so much of it. So you can't by definition take money from anyone. And just to add to that, I have a money mindset mastermind. We go really, really deep on this. But one thing I just want to share with everyone, just so you know this, is money is just an idea. It's a concept. It's not real there's actually not enough money in the world to pay off all the debt in the world because how money is created is like the government goes to the federal reserve and says, I'd like to take $10 billion, please. Just like, so, so casually, I'd love to be able to do that, but I'd love $10 billion please. And they're like, okay, here you go. And they send them a little piece of paper. The government sends them the piece of paper that says this means that I bought 10 billion. Then when that money goes into the bank for every Let's just keep it simple. So I'll just say, for every one thousand, they can give out ten thousand in um, like mortgages and interest on credit cards and da da da. And then when that person takes it out and then they put it back into the bank, they can actually create more money out of thin air because out of the interest. So again, there's like a lot that goes into it. So you might want to Google it, but I just want you guys to know that money is nothing more than an idea. So saying I can't have it, it doesn't make any sense because it's just a man-made idea. It's not a real physical, tangible thing anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, so much of it just goes back to, like you said, the programming and what we believe about earning it. And what I just keep saying, my take on it is like, it really is false humility because we are here to serve. And so we're a part of God's light. It's like you deserve it because you need oxygen and photosynthesis and money and abundance so that you can do your job, so that you can do, like you said, right out the gate. If the dream is in you, it's for you. That's your job. That's your mission. So if you can't complete your mission, right now it's not about, are you worthy? Is, is this mission worthy? And this mission is worthy. So in order for this mission to be complete, you need the fuel to get there and everything else. And it's not even about us. It's about doing our job to complete this world.
1: I completely agree. And also now that I make more money, I donate to children in Africa or they create villages in Africa. I donate to women's shelters. Yep. like. When I wasn't making money, I couldn't do that kind of good in the world. I couldn't donate. And it's so funny that you mentioned that because actually one of the women in my mastermind yesterday just said something along the lines of, you know, if anyone's trying to say like rich people are bad or whatever, just ask them, how much money have you donated lately? What have you given lately? Right? Like, if you don't have anything you can't give it. Why villainize somebody who does have it? Yes. There's a lot of bad, rich people, but there's a lot of really good, rich people that donate millions to really incredible causes as well. So it's not about if you have money or bad or good, it's you're a good person. And if you have money, you can do a lot of good with it.
0: Yeah. And there's a lot of poor people who are really good.
1: And, and there's a lot of poor people, like, people who are
0: not nice. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Like it has
0: nothing to do. It's like saying there's people with brown hair who are some of them are really good. It's like obviously, right? And some people with blonde hair are really horrible. And some it's like has nothing to do with it at all, right? I love it. I love it because people are so conditioned to think if you have money, you're clearly a jerk. And then I'm like, how many people can you rattle off? Just go do some like googling around the amount of mass murderers who had nothing in the bank, not a dollar. You know, I mean, how many people are crooks? It's like, it's like, oh gosh, a big amount of it. You know what I mean? And then how many people are white collar? It doesn't matter. It's who you are. What money does is it's a magnifying glass. It's going to magnify who you are. And it's going to be a, a tool that to either help you do more of what you do best, which could be destruction or, you know, lifting the, the world to a, a whole nother level. Um, so- yeah. I want to ask you one question about building the business. There are a lot of people who want to build programs and they want to, they want to be doing their own version of coaching, not necessarily the kind of coaching that you do, but some, some of us are a master at knitting. Some of us are a master at reading tarot cards. Some of us are a master at baking, right? Just bringing together communities of people and scaling a business and figuring out how to get your first five, 10 clients into your program. It's hard because your resistance comes up, your programming comes up, right? And then there's also the actual tools, like what are the strategies to get in front of people? And so you've done it so well. What are some of your pieces of advice for getting your first five, 10 clients in the door?
1: Mm-hmm. So one big thing I'll talk about is the resistance, right? When you say, oh, I can't sell because I'm sales. Da, da, da. So here's the thing, you sell every single day. So think about the last time you read a book that you left. Or you went to the Joe Dispenza seminar, right? Because you love it. You're telling everyone, oh my God, I just read this book. It's the most amazing book ever. You have to get it. Oh my God, I just went to go see Joe Dispenza. I'd go 300 times. Like, let's go together. You're selling a couple thousand dollar Joe Dispenza yeah. conference. You're selling the book. You're just not selling it and making money for yourself. You're right. selling money for Joe, which I'm sure he doesn't mind. But <laughs> <laughs> or the, deserves the it. yeah. So one of the main pieces of advice that I give my clients is, fall in love with your offer. If you're the world's most, yeah, right. You're the world's most amazing knitter. Put in your program or your course or your book, whatever it is you're creating, your best tips. Imagine people getting this book and saying, oh my God, it's been taking me three days to knit a sweater. And then with your tips, it only took me three hours or or whatever. Imagine how much it's going to help people transform. And you'll never feel resistance around selling because you're like, I swear this will help you. Like you're struggling and taking you a million years to to make a sweater. This will help you so much. Or you're struggling getting over your ex or you're struggling with the weight loss or, you know, whatever. I know you guys have different um, talents. If you believe that it helped you so much, know that when you put that into your package, it's going to help other people. And then it's your duty to talk about it. So that's the first thing that I do. And I fell so in love with, my program. And I was so in love with the techniques that it never felt like selling because I'm like, if you have a brain, you need this, like you're struggling or going in the wrong direction if you don't have this. And so that's how you want to feel about what it is that you're doing. So get clear on what it is that you want to do, how it's going to help people transform and what you want to put in that.
0: There's (laughs) so much magic in what you just said. And I felt that way you know, with made to do this, this program, it's like, I know this is the best place possible for people to spend their time. I love being in it. I love the people who are attracted to it. I love what we're able to do. I know that this method is like so perfect for people, especially creatives. And I'm like, get in it. You have to get in it. Like, I'm so excited about it. And I know that that enthusiasm, people can feel it. it's sincere. So I love that you just said that. Um So yeah. And then the second part was strategically, what's your go-to Process for here's my offer. I'm going to put this out in the world. What did you do to get those first five clients, or what did you learn over the years was the best way to bring those clients into that program?
1: Yeah, it's so funny because I've done all of those things. Yep. And I would say there's not one perfect tech hack to do it. Like I'm just thinking of one of our clients who did an $18,000 launch. And she didn't want to do video. So she just used Instagram swipe ups. And she had maybe like 15,000 followers. Another one of my students had 290 followers. And after graduating the program, attracted seven clients. So 290 followers, seven high ticket clients in one month. And you know, they all do different things. And I all do different things. Your intuition is going to guide you. Um, and they all worked for me. But if you're just starting, what I would say is, again, go back to, okay, you're in love with your knitting course. So you're in love with your coaching program or the trend or the membership or the transformation that you provide. You love it. And in your mind's eye think about, okay, who needs this? Like who needs to be in the maid to do this? Who needs to read this book? Who needs to get this course? Get really clear on them and picture them in your mind. Like visualize this person, where did they shop? Where do they spend their time online? And most importantly, what questions are they banging their heads against the wall to know? So the person who's knitting and they're like, why can't I get this little loop or whatever? Right. And start answering their questions before they even ask them. So I would show up on Facebook and Instagram and think about, okay, they're struggling to get this loop. And so I literally create posts being like, if you're struggling to get this loop, then here's my three steps that helped me get this loop in my knitting. Right. Obviously my program's different than knitting, but just to give you an example. And you start speaking to them before they've even asked. You start talking to them before they've even shown up. And there's that saying, when the teacher is ready, the students will appear. So by consistently showing up and adding value, educating, um, sharing your story, sharing inspiration, like one day I was knitting and I got really frustrated, but then I switched my mindset and then I finished my whole scarf or whatever, like sharing those types of things. And just from your heart, like I don't have a special formula. It's just like, I'm thinking like, I'm constantly thinking, how do I help these people more? How do I help my coaches make more money and help more people and grow their influence and everything like that? I'm constantly, I want to help them. And so an idea comes through me of like, oh, this really worked for me. Or I get an inspiration of like, oh, I bet somebody needs to hear this. I turn that into content. And so by consistently doing that, you're going to have people that start following you and paying attention to you and probably reaching out and asking you questions of like, oh, how do you do this? How do you do that? Thank you so much for this post. It really helped me. And like I said, there's no one perfect way to sell, but I've done a, a multiple different things. So if I just say I'm selling a course, I would put the date in the calendar for the deadline. So um, maybe if I know that doors are going to close November 31st, I say, okay, November 31st, that's the last day for them to sign up. I have my sales page ready. I you know, know what the price is. I know the details. Here's the modules that you're going to get. This is who it's for. I have that already on the sales page. I know that. And then I reverse engineer back to now. So if I know that the program, the doors are going to close November 31st, then around November 20th, I'll most likely either do a webinar or like a three or five day challenge. So around the 20th-ish, I'm not saying that has to be the exact day, you're doing some kind of live event where people are getting excited. So you're inviting them in, like, hey, watch my free masterclass on how I do my best knitting loop in the world. You invite people, you talk about it, da, da, da. And then from the 20th to the 31st, you're reminding people, hey, there's only a few days left to get access to my course. Go to this webpage to sign up. Here's the button answering questions, talking about everything like that. But how I do it is very organic. It's not really necessarily a formula. It's just really speaking to this person, just saying, this is really why you need it. And, you know, like I've gone through it, I've made all the mistakes. And so, you know, it's going to be a lot easier if you get the help and support rather than trying to figure it out on your own and like how much time they would spend, uh, save or money they would save or whatever. So speaking to those things, And then you reverse engineer all the way back to now. So today's November 10th, then from the 10th to the 20th, you're talking about, okay, on the 20th, I have this webinar. It's going to be amazing. Make sure you sign up and you're getting as many people as possible interested in that live event.
0: That was very clear. Okay, good. Um, Yeah. So I want to ask you, what thought, what idea do you really feel swirling for you today that you want to share with the world?
1: Yeah, that's such a great question. So I think, you know, especially in the time that we're in right now, for me, 2020 has been a year of surrender and just trusting that, you know, when I follow what I want, when I follow my joy, when I follow my bliss and surrender to all the things that are happening, things always work out. So rather than resisting the current reality, just surrender into it, find your joys And, you know, following your dreams, whatever that is doing, what's creative for you, knitting, that's so important, (laughs) whatever it is, and things will always work out, you'll be taken care of.
0: That's a really important. And I so appreciate what you just ended with, because I've been feeling it like just this restlessness. Do you guys feel it? It's just like after a freaking while with COVID, you just want to travel. You just freaking want to see your friends. You just want to have a friends giving for God's sakes. And, um, you know, I come back from Joe Dispenza and I'm so light and I'm so open and I'm like, everyone's still sitting in their house. <laughs> like yeah. I'm dying to have like a live event and I want to do all this stuff. And, and I think it's a, uh, it's everything's happening for us. And so there's something to surrender to when you feel that resistance. It's like, ooh, let's like find the juiciness in that. Like, why am I not wanting to sit with myself? Or what am I being told to sit down right now to discover or to work through so that when this thing lifts, I'm bringing in more of myself. I got more of me, you know? Or I had this total awesome epiphany because I wasn't running 50 million miles a minute to every party and everything and help in busying myself, right? So there's something that must be happening. And as stressful as it is to just have to surrender, I think that that's, there's a, there's a big healing in it somehow. And um, I'm with you though. I I think we can all honor sometimes that that is just like some days you're just tired of it, but um, conversations like this make it fun.
1: So thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much, Kathy. This is amazing.
0: Reese is so cool. You can go follow her on Instagram at YesSupply and her website is YesSupply.co. Here are the takeaways. Number one, the fact that you have a goal, a dream, something you want, that means you're meant to have it. Number two, what you want is your GPS. Make your goals based on what you desire. Get your subconscious mind on board so it points to where you want to be. Number three, map out the version of you who easily and effortlessly achieves what you want. What is your identity? What skill set would you have? What parts of your identity would you no longer have? Exonerate your past self so you can open up space to step into your new self the person you've already been the true you number four expect the best case scenario number five money is just an idea number six fall in love with your offer if you believe it's helped you so much know that when you give it to someone else you're helping them it's your duty number seven when the teacher is ready the students appear consistently show up add value educate tell your story and share inspiration from your heart it's not about following a formula just speak to the person about why they need it And finally, number eight, 2020 is a year of surrender. Trust when you follow what you want, follow your joy, follow your bliss, and surrender to what is happening. Things will always work out. Okay. Now I want to share a couple of wins from our students. So Marta said, I asked the universe for a sign and I officially booked my first client yesterday and got paid. Second client will be booking at the end of next week. These are two people I haven't spoken to in five plus years that messaged me out of the blue on Instagram. I still haven't put out my paid offer officially. I've been just showing up on Instagram and putting out content. The universe is really showing me something about showing up. Marta, that's amazing. I am so proud of you. It's unbelievable what can happen when you start putting yourself out there and start stepping into that role. I know this is really just the beginning for you. You guys can go give Marta some love. Her Instagram is at M so M-M-A-R-T-U-S-H. And here's the next one. Debbie said, I had a huge week, finally figured out how to do my opt-in, shared it, updated my website, added three paid classes, have a guest presenter for the Floral Centerpiece Design class, linked my website to MailChimp, added PayPal, created an email list on Excel, learned how to do a curved text on Canva, linked Canva to my MailChimp, and am almost done with my vision video. My website with classes is DebraLynnDesigns.com. Phew. I'm so happy to help anyone who needs it. It's been quite a learning experience. Debbie, what a superstar. Look how much you've done in just a week. Keep up this momentum. Keep showing up for yourself and doing the work. I am so excited to see where all of this is no doubt going to take you to someplace amazing. You guys you can go give Debbie some love. Her Instagram is at Deborah Lynn Designs, and her website is debralindesigns.com. Guys, thank you so much for being here, for listening. I know that you have a million things going on and it's such an honor that you spend your time here. We have so many great episodes coming up. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen because it's free to subscribe. And did this episode help? Do you think that this episode has anything valuable in it that could help a friend of yours? If so, email them the link right now, text it to someone right now, or post about it right now on Instagram and tag your friend and tag me at kathy.heller so I can repost it and share the love. I love you guys so, so much. I'll leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you Monday.